This is exactly right. I'm Kate Winkler Dawson, a journalist, author, and podcast host. And I'm Paul Holes, a retired investigator with experience solving some of America's most notorious cold cases. Together, we host Buried Bones, a historical true crime podcast on the Exactly Right Network. Each week, we examine a different case from history and use our years of experience and 21st century forensics to bring new insights into these very old tragedies. Like the time the Sausage King of Chicago's wife went missing in 1897. Don't miss new episodes every Wednesday. Follow Buried Bones wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome. To my favorite murder, the mini-sode. Oh, that's Karen Kilgara. That's Georgia Hardstark. It's Friday night. We're about to party Forget with the emails. Party. <laughs> going. Email party. Going, going, going. And, going. and it's gone. What? Do you want to go first? It's been, uh, a, it's been sure. a long week. Do you want to go first? Or do you want me to go first again? Actually, do you have like a sweet, a sweet little ending one or i like my ending one okay if you want me to yeah that's true if you want to go first i'll go first okay look at us okay 2021 okay this is called the one with the grandpa murder hi steven georgia and karen love the pod etc etc i'm here to tell you a good old-fashioned hometown murder in fact it's such a classic it's on the original unsolved mysteries nice so i was like you're famous uh it says season six episode 10 uh, it's the story of the time my grandpa got murdered. Oh, no. I know. On the night of May 15th, 1981, my grandfather was attending a political fundraiser when he was shot in the head, point <gasps> blank, and killed. Despite the roughly 400 people in attendance that night, no one saw a thing, and most of the people interviewed refused to disclose any information because they feared for their own lives. Now, here's where it gets fishy. Um, So I'm going to... There's a <laughs> it's already I know, fishy. right? Um, there's a name in it, but I'm just going to use the initial of the last name because it's alleged. But if you watch the episode, I'm sure they say it. Now, here's where it gets fishy. Though he was off duty when the police arrived, Deputy Chief John C. was already on the scene. And throughout the investigation, he gave several reasons for his attendance at the fundraiser that evening. The bullet used in the killing was recovered and sent for testing, but even though it was being kept in a locked drawer in C's desk that uh, the lab was having trouble processing it because they said the bullet had a hole punched into it in an effort to prevent tracing. The bullet had a hole punched into it in an effort to prevent tracing what kind of weapon was used. Despite this, they managed to identify the gun used and guess who's the only fucking officer on the force who used that kind of gun. John C. Yep. John C. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to guess. You were right. Yeah. He also failed a polygraph test. So, yeah, though his death is labeled a cold case, a cursory study of the evidence makes it pretty fucking obvious who did it. The last bit is just some spooky stuff that happened after the murder. Nights after his father was murdered, my dad awoke to a bullet being shot through their living room window. Whoa. They also got calls in the middle of the night with a mysterious voice saying, I know who killed Jay, the name of the grandpa. My uncle also claims he once paid for something at a coroner store and one of the bills he got as change had, quote, I know who killed Jay scrawled on it. 
No one in my family talks about the murder, so hopefully none of them are listening. (laughs) When I asked my dad about it, he doesn't say much, but I thank him for instilling a fear of police in me at a young age and always reminding me that, quote, the cops can lie to you. Stay Mm. sexy and please get my dad into therapy. Hannah. Isn't that heavy? Yeah. It's awful. It's so awful. I hope, I hope that, but also it sounds like, it sounds like a mafia stuff or like how is, how are 400 people in the room when something happens and no one's saying, I mean, exactly. It feels, I don't, she doesn't say where it's from, but it feels small towny, but it could be like Boston. Who knows? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But small town would make sense because it's like everyone knows not to say anything or one of those kind of things. Scary. Mm -hmm. Okay. My first email. It's the subject line is Panamanian mom out crazy to mugger. Yes. Hello, all in all caps. When I heard the Scottish dad headbutting story, I knew I had to write in. My mom is from Panama, basically the opposite of Scotland, and thusly had an opposite approach to (laughs) self-defense. She and her mom, my grandma, were walking in Panama in the 70s through a bad part of town in broad daylight, albeit alone with me, a baby, my sister, a toddler, and my brother, who was probably like 10, when they noticed a man had been following them. They tried to speed up and make odd turns to get away or find safety, but with three kids and an old lady, they (laughs) hadn't had any success. My badass mom had the sense that he wanted her and told my grandma to take us kids and walk the other direction past the guy. She did, and the guy kept following my mom, now alone, like she had predicted. Knowing this guy was probably going to rob her or worse, she started acting, all caps, crazy. She immediately started kicking over nearby trash cans, (laughs) punching the air, jumping on the buildings and screaming at the top of her lungs, both plain old screams and curse words. She started pulling at her hair and hitting herself in the face and freaking out, all while walking forward. (sighs) She turned around and made direct eye contact with the man. He looked freaked out, turned the other... turned down the other street and jogged the fuck away. Fuck. My mom met back up with us and they proceeded home to safety. My mom is still a total badass and kind of an insane one at that, but you know, fun insane. (laughs) And we love her so much for it. Thank you for everything you do because of the way you two have destigmatized therapy. I finally found the courage to go for the first time about two years ago and I'm now increasing to two sessions a week. And then it says, woohoo, question mark. (laughs) (laughs) I agree. I agree with that sentiment. Me too. Um, and then it's just signed fuck politeness and SSDGM. Wow. What an incredible tactic. Like <laughs> what a fucking brilliant. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Look, look like someone they don't want to mess with because you just don't know how they'll react. Yeah. Right? It's, it's really smart and good. Totally. And, you know, and it's and like this just person's like, not going to go easy. You know? Yes, exactly. It's basically like saying, come at me, motherfucker, but in the, without, you know, indirectly, basically yeah. putting a little play, yeah. a little play of like, how I'm going to make your life hell. I'm more unpredictable than you are. Love yeah. it. Yeah. Love it. Okay. This is called Hometown Story. Oh. And then it just start, it starts like this. I know that I'm too socially awkward to even try and write a greeting that won't end up with me getting yelled at. <laughs> hey, hey, easy, easy. So just pretend I'm charming and eloquent. It'll work for all of us. You did it. You fucking did it. I mean, congratulations. It's really easy to pretend because you make it easy. Okay. So back in 1993, I was a six year old girl in Australia focusing on whatever six year olds focus on. 
unbeknownst to me, there was a serial killer in my local area abducting, slashing, and stabbing teen girls and women and killing them. And their cats. What? Where? My dad became a suspect in the investigations. Dear old dad had the same make and model of car seen at the abduction sites, frequented the area where the bodies were discovered, and has a criminal record. And then it says, not for murder. (laughs) and had no alibis for the times of the different murders and abductions. With the suspicions and the investigation and the rumor mill, it was useless trying to keep us five kids out of the loop. And my dad, spoiler alert, not the serial killer, managed to get a murder groupie. One of my sister's friends, 16 years old and an adult to me as a six-year-old, kept coming into our house and following my dad around and asking questions to us about him. The final straw for my mom was uh, was that the murder groupie started to come into the house to watch my dad sleep. My mom found her standing over my dad, fast asleep, and staring. And my mom promptly grabbed the nearest broom and aggressively swept Chase at her feet, yelling at her to never set foot near any of us ever again. <laughs> For good. (laughs) Mom was hospitalized abruptly during this time, which did not help my dad look innocent. Oh. But I and my siblings were separated, taken out of school, and plonked uh, in many different family friends' homes until whatever process needed to be done was done. So he must have been a major suspect if they were taken out of the home. It's not good that he had the same make and model car that even though, like, obviously the story is about that, the fact that that turned out to be a coincidence, it it's not good. It doesn't bode well. None of those things do. No, it really it adds up real good. It does. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for helping me more than you'll ever know. Stay sexy and don't break into your friend's home to gawk at a sleeping murder suspect. F. I mean, this was a weird enough story yeah. as it was. And F, I would just like to say, and I don't mean to attack you knowing how sensitive you are <laughs> and how eloquent you are. <laughs> It would have been nice to hear how the dad got off. How the like, dad got what, off? What, Did the what person happened? get caught? Yeah. Is like because they got caught? Can we have a little closure for for the beginning part of the story? Yeah. Then you introduce this total like random what element. What happened to where her? Like, where is she now? I want to know where she is now. I bet she's geez, a fucking investigative I, uh, law enforcement or something like that. I hope. The groupie? Yeah. Or you, the person writing the, the email? The groupie. It's almost like the groupie is no. She's the groupie like a is 90s on drugs. <laughs> the and then she got is, cleaned. Yes, but then she cleaned herself up, got her life together, went to and, school, and now she's worshiping Christ somewhere. <laughs> I mean, that's we. Uh, uh, look, she is borderline. She's basically a murderino that's writing that line yeah. into full full depravity. It's so. almost like the the ones who the, who are you're a murderino like us. And then they're like, but I wrote letters to serial killers in prison. And you're like, oh, let's take a real quick step. That's not what we're doing. That's not it. That's not how we do it. Although, but it could have been like the fascination of like, does she think she's a detective? That's what I was thinking. Does she think she's going to figure something out? I I bet she's got some Nancy Drew fantasies. Yeah. It's just then I want to go with that so badly. Me too. Watching him sleep now takes us way the fuck over the line <laughs> and now we're in our own horrible what if Australian she thought and i feel like she's a little too old for this but what if she thought he was gonna like make some sleeping admission i killed her you know what i mean <laughs> i mean that would be a good 
uh, alibi for her. Yeah. To have said, oh, this is all justified. But I love the mom but is the, like, no bullshit. Get the fuck. 16 year old girl. Please get, get the out. Fu- I'm not going to get you help. I'm going to get you to get the fuck out of my house. Well, I just think this is a podcast series waiting to happen. So yeah. what's who, sorry? Who? F how did they sign from, Aust- from somewhere in Australia? Please let us F, know. F, please, please fill in these, these gaps for us yeah. because it's all. Yeah, it could go so many different ways now. Truly, is this the best story ever, or is this the most disturbing story mm. ever? Mm. Okay, this is just says hometown story. Okay. Hi, friends. A few years ago, I was on my way home from work when I saw a dog running loose near a busy street. Being an an- being the animal lover that I am, I stopped to pick her up. I knelt down and called to her, and she ran full speed and jumped into my arms. Mm. Her name was Chili Pepper. I called the. <laughs> it's my dream right I- now. By the way, I want to pet like an animal so bad that I'm just like. And like, please just come jump in my arms, someone. Just some stray, someone. Yeah. You know, you have two strays. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you say, I want an animal so bad, like there. You don't have two in your house, probably Those on your lap right won't now. Won't cuddle with me. No, they're not on my lap because they don't understand how lucky they are, and they don't appreciate true. what they have. Well, Mimi is her own person. That's true. I'm sorry. I, I called my cats motherfuckers. <laughs> I must defend Mimi. <laughs> Dottie is Dottie is who Dottie is, right? But Mimi. I think she has. It's like Mimi has like an impacted tooth where she's just always in a bad mood. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Okay. Chili Pepper. Sorry. Yeah. Her name was Chili Pepper. I called the number on the tag and got no answer. So I left a voicemail letting them know that I had their dog. The tag didn't have an address. So I took her home with me until I heard back from the owner. At the time, I was living in my first apartment with my ex. He was at work and I was out on the shared balcony potting some plants with Chili Pepper. Our neighbor's adult son came over and asked if he could have some laundry detergent. I left the door open and had him wait there. While I was inside getting the detergent, he asked me if I was home alone. I instantly got creeped out. I lied and told him my boyfriend was sleeping. Since I actually was home alone at the time, I scooped up Chili Pepper and went to my family's house to wait until my ex came home. Chili Pepper's owner finally gave me a call back and I was able to reunite reunite her with her family. Later that night, I told my ex what happened and he insisted that I was overreacting. Motherfucker. We went to the Megan's Law website and guess who we saw? Dude. Our neighbor's son. He was listed as a violent rapist. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Good thing I knew to trust my murderino senses and get out of there. I can't help but wonder if Chili Pepper being there had saved had saved me that day. No, I believe it. Because it's it's you. No, it was was you for sure. But like it was you. Yes. Yes. (laughs) I was picturing the way this story is told. And maybe she just didn't give Chili Pepper credit. It's like Chili Pepper's over in the corner, like (laughs) chilling. So stoked to be out of traffic. I was either Chili Pepper's going to attack the guy or Chili Pepper's going to run out the door. And so she won't be in her house apartment alone to be attacked. You know what I mean? But no. Okay. True. But oh, sorry. Okay. Here's the here's the sentence. It's going to pull it together for both of us. Uh. Maybe the guy was afraid that she would attack him or bark and draw attention. Jesus. Yeah. So that, yeah, yes. I'm seeing it. You're right. Chili pepper, full credit. <laughs> I'm solving all of these, all these hometowns today. <laughs> <laughs> we moved out shortly after. The building management gave us a hard time about breaking out of the lease early, but at least I knew that it would be safer than living next to a violent rapist. Mm-hmm. Stay sexy and pick up that runaway dog. They may, they just might save you too, Nicole. Oh my God, Nicole. I think Nicole's giving the credit away though. Uh, we love Chili Pepper yeah. and God bless You're her, brilliant. but that was all you, Nicole. It's all you, you got- Nicole. I'm glad that you preemptively told us that he's your ex because someone who doesn't believe and gaslights your 
realistic fear isn't yes isn't someone you should be with. Yeah, or if they ha- if they're a minimizer and you go over to that Megan's Law website and then you're right, you have the ultimate uh card to play every single time they doubt you about anything, <laughs> anything. anywhere, anytime. Do you want to get mozzarella sticks? I don't know if they're going to be good. Oh, really? Because remember <laughs> the time that you didn't believe me that the violent ra- also you your way. when are mozzarella sticks not good, motherfucker? Are you crazy? I've sir? had you know what? Like ye rustic, they just basically take string cheese uh, and then cut it in half and fucking deep yep. fry. Like it's terrible. Yeah. It's the best mozzarella sticks I've ever had. It solves. All problems. Everything. Mozzarella sticks. <laughs> we hate this guy so much because of the thing I made up that he didn't agree <laughs> He's to. such a dick. And why can't he be a foodie like everyone else? <laughs> a, a foodie at Applebee's. A foodie? A foodie? A foodie who doubts your... Okay. Georgia, is there anything scarier than trying to log into an account and it tells you that your password is incorrect. And then you try again and it's the same thing. And after a few more failed attempts, big red letters appear saying you've been locked out and your account is suspended. That happens to me all the time, Karen. But scary password stories can have happy endings if you give 1Password a try. 1Password is a user-friendly password management system. It's trusted by consumers, families, small businesses, and large-scale enterprises. If you're tired of being the family member everyone texts for a streaming login or the unofficial keeper of all those shared work credentials, it's time for you to pass the torch to 1Password. They allow for secure login sharing. With 1Password, you can securely store more than just passwords, autofill everything from usernames to payments details and personal info. They'll also notify you about potential data breaches. 1Password saves everyone time. And in many cases, that save time equals money saved. The accounting department will thank you. Don't just listen to us. I mean, you should, but don't just do that. The Associated Press uses 1Password to secure their sensitive information in high-risk areas. Right now, our listeners can get a two-week free trial at onepasswordcom MFM. That's two free weeks at one, as in the number one, password.com slash mfm one password.com slash mfm goodbye here we go it's friday hometown okay. story dear humans and pets happy new year a long long time ago you asked for secret relative discoveries and i have been mm-hmm. sitting on this story for a while but think you'll really get a kick out of it Earlier this year, my father called me with some crazy news. He told me he received a call from a man who through DNA matching, I had recently done the Ancestry.com DNA lineage thing, had discovered my father was his father, meaning I had an unknown half-brother. I, being a mystery-loving murderino and an only child, was floored and so excited. (laughs) After quizzing my dad for details, the story seemed to check out. My dad offered to give me contact details for this mysterious brother, but I was on my way to work, so I had to call him later. Anyways, fast forward to a few hours later when I decided I could not wait any longer and (laughs) called my dad while still at work to get the contact info. That's when things got weird. My dad told me the guy on the phone didn't have his own email address, but instead you'd used his mother's. Weird, mm-hmm. right? Yes. Uh-huh. I started getting concerned that my dad was getting scammed. I asked if the man on the phone asked for money or if my dad really believed his story. He didn't have a great answer. So I decided to get the email from my dad and investigate myself. I wrote it down and took a look. The email read aprilfoolsday at gmail.com. Did I forget to mention this all happened on April 1st? (laughs) Then it says, big sigh. (laughs) My dad is quite the jokester. (laughs) 
seen this coming, but he really had me. My mom apologized for marrying a psychopath and the rest of my family called and berated him, meaning he told everyone, called and berated him for days after on my behalf. Can you imagine being an only child, which is hard enough? And then this is the funniest. This is the funniest April Fool's prank. And I am completely on the dad side and entirely not on the family side. You'd never expect a parent to play an April. Like if any friend called me on April Fool's Day, I'd answer the phone and be like, fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. But. Right. It's a parent parent who figured out how to sign up for Gmail, which is like a miracle. And it's hilarious to be like, I was basically like a male slut. And now you have a half brother guess your whole mind is blown. And then he's like, ha ha. It's a little sad. It's a little like. One, if you didn't like your dad, it'd be one step too far because the promise of a disagree, the promise of a sibling, a sibling after being an only child, siblings, what some weirdo that you don't even know that kind of has your nose. Like, no, don't worry about it. It (laughs) never got your nose or as in like, you have to remove yourself. That reality was never there. Your dad just put up a (laughs) hilarious, like, like a roadrunner fucking you know what you're right and you slammed right into it because you don't have a sibling but you have the funniest father on the fucking face of the earth which is like three siblings basically yes your father's doing sibling shit with you that's love that's exactly what siblings do Yes, that's your dad saying I love you this much that I'd sign up for Gmail for um, you. And then she says, thanks for secondhandedly experiencing this trauma with me. <laughs> it's not trauma. <laughs> it's trauma. <laughs> Stay sexy and don't believe everything your parents tell you, Megan. Uh, Megan, don't believe everything your parents tell you on April <laughs> Fool's know. Day. You got God, baby. Sorry. It's you your got God. Daddy. She, also t- she also didn't have siblings... <laughs> To make you a little not, tr- you know, like I don't trust anyone because my siblings fucked with me so much as a kid. So sure. she didn't have that experience too. you know what I mean? No, you're right. That's it's a difficult thing when either when you're the oldest or when you have no siblings, right. you go into the world like such a dipshit. Yeah. But here's the thing. I'm I don't think Megan is young. I think Megan's been around the block a time or two. Okay. And at the very least on March 31st, put an alert into your <laughs> phone that says prepare to be fucked with in some way tomorrow. It's not doubt cool. everything you read, doubt everything you're told. Yeah. Get ready because this is the day people are allowed to do it. Oh my and God. your dad is a prankster. Yeah. There's this couldn't be his first time. Absolutely not. Absolutely. You're right. Because that was high level. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, have a, you have a half brother you've never <laughs> met. It's sad and hilarious and wonderful. It's not sad. It's right. not sad. Actually, I just realized all my stories were father stories. What? Oh, happy Father's Day, Georgia. <laughs> Thank you. I, I'm like, what day is it? <laughs> Wait, what? What day? It's fucking hot like June, even though it's January. Guys, so it's maybe that's what it is. 88 degrees in Los Angeles. It's the middle of January. Uh, this is just hometown story. And it says, hi, all. <clears throat> In 1987, I was five years old celebrating some Girl Scout event at Chuck E. Cheese. Mm. I'm not sure how I came to learn this, but I used to slip into the ball pit and slowly. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, what? Slowly what? And slowly move my feet over the bottom, waiting to feel lumps of tickets and prizes that had fallen out of other children's You are pockets. a brilliant human being. How You're did I not know to do that as a kid? You're a hero. You also it's have because- so many germs and bacteria on your face right now, but whatever. Yeah. But they don't care because... 
their eyes are literally on the prize so of, or their feet are on the prize of getting that weird stuffed animal <laughs> that's Can super I say, cheap. I always thought it'd be really fun to like clean up after a festival or like a big show. Like I know <laughs> there was a party at UCB Sun or UCB Franklin, the comedy place, New Year's Eve, and I know the people cleaning up. The fucking sad interns found a big old bag of coke on the floor. Oh, <laughs> cleaning up after New Year. Yeah, so it's like this is like the kid version that would yeah. be like an, an unopened bag of Skittles on the bottom of the ball pit, or just a Skittle. You know, a fucking kid would pop that thing <laughs> in their goddamn mouth. One delicious orange Skittle. <laughs> Here's the thing I'd like to say, and this is something I'm just discovering as we're talking and as we're as this is the topic. I grew up, as we know, I'm old. I grew up in the (laughs) 70s and a little bit in the 80s. Ball pits didn't come out until like I was a teenager. (gasps) I've never been in a ball. Karen, this is and like that one that's in at Ikea where you can look through a hole and like watch kids. It looks like the funnest thing in the world to me. And I've never, I just think it's too late and I'm too old and no, whatever. I don't know what it feels like. I don't know anything about ball pits. It's like a being in a pool, but you're not wet, (laughs) which is like, (laughs) uh, it's actually, as I was saying, I'm like this, I'm saying this as if it's better than it actually, you know, but I will say, can I have so many thoughts? I didn't, it's one of those things that you don't realize are invented. So like the fact that it had to be invented and wasn't when you were a kid is like fascinating. My next thing is the the fucking, man, we're just keeping, we're keep adding to the exactly right party when this is over, but motherfucking ball pit. And one more thing. What? Can they, can you have like a traveling ball pit? Well, I was going to say Rachel Bloom of crazy ex-girlfriend fame. I follow her and you you had to get her in there, had to get her in there. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she just seems fun because for her husband's birthday, she taped up their office, filled it with balls because his ball pit balls because his favorite thing was a ball pit. And they turned an entire room in their house into a ball pit for the party. <laughs> How do you get into that ball pit just, though, without opening the door? No, and no, having no. They the put balls like a trash up. bag up to like block it. So they dropped in from the ceiling somehow? No, like it came up to like your waist. You just climbed over the... Listen, logistics don't matter. We'll figure this out for you, okay? <laughs> A, she's lying. B, I saw I want pictures, to. I swear. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't even like I've uh like I've been in a bouncy house because it's like, yeah. oh, I'll go in with the kids, yeah, sure, yeah. acting like I'm mad and then I get to do that. <laughs> but you can't really get into a ball pit as an adult unattended. Like you can't even if you have a kid, you're not supposed you to get You can the ball when pit. it's your fucking party. You fucking- Ooh. Child, and then it's gonna get easy. Right. Eric Andre has like the craziest parties too, where he has like the slides mm-hmm. and shit. I bet he's had a a fucking ball or a ball pit at his. I need party. an adult ball pit. Yeah, we're gonna do an it. adult. We're gonna do an it adult ball for pit. you. Here we go. Twenty twenty two. Stop name dropping people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I was. Okay. I'm not friends with Ray- Rachel Bloom. She doesn't know who I am. <laughs> Eric Andre has been to his parties. He doesn't know who I am. Oh, he will. Okay, here we go. So we're back with this child in the ball pit. Where we let me tell you some more people I know who don't know me. (laughs) What other parties have you gone to? Listen, Um, look, listen. I never told anyone I was doing this. I would just make my way around the pit with my little eyes shifting back and forth, (laughs) slyly filling my own pockets. (laughs) I want to know. It's so good. So good. So on this day, I was on my secret ball pit treasure hunt when my toes felt something cold. No, no. 
my toes tickled along the object uh, and I uh, realized it was also really long. I reached down <laughs> into the pit and pulled up an all caps full size pair of tailor scissors. <laughs> These scissors have six inch long blades. Oh my God. When I recount the memory, I like to think that as I pulled the scissors dramatically up from the pit, <laughs> they made that shink noise that happens in movies when someone unsheathes the sword. Let's do it. Shink. <laughs> oh my God. Shink out of the ball Little pit. So it'd be like click, clank, She's clanky, got clanky, her clank. pigtails and her and six-year-olds have braces and she shink. Oh, shink. Once I realized what I was holding, I just yelled, Mom! She sauntered over asking what through the little net that surrounded the pit. When she saw the enormous blades, she yanked me out and we went over to inform the manager. I don't remember much of their conversation. What I do remember is that we went directly to eat pizza. The ball pit remained open and I went in again <laughs> after watching the animatronic show. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, click, clack, it's your click. birthday. Happy birthday to click, your little girl. Little clack, boy. Honk, clank, clank. Uh, uh, machine uh, uh, noises. <laughs> <laughs> Not one person was alarmed by this. I recently brought this up at a family party and my mom was just like, oh, yeah, you were fine. <laughs> Stay sexy and beware of ball pits. Nah. Huge missed opportunity on her mother's part to get a fucking shit ton of tickets. Uh, lawsuit. <laughs> no, you're like, a, lawsuit. A, kid lawyer, like a kid lawyer comes in yeah. and then it's just like, uh, I declare you're guilty. Excuse me. Uh, the top level prize will do. Uh, we'll take that radio that doesn't actually work. <laughs> we'll take and, the digital radio, clock radio. We'll take that. What's that? G.I. Joe. We'll take that guy. One of those phones that are see-through and you can see all the <laughs> colored wires that everyone loves. Yep. We'll take two of those. Two of those and, and I have rest. Phone. What? I rest my case, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> ding, ding. <laughs> nah, thank you. That was, that was the visuals. Truly. The visuals. Guys, you have those stories and you're like, oh, I can send that in? I can send them? Yes. Stupid story I have from childhood? Yes. Honestly, if you want to send... Ball pit stories of any form. Ball pit please, stories. I would I would listen with bated breath to every ball pit story. Please tell me, tell me what I've missed out I on. Like I've honestly like longingly looked at the McDonald's playland mm. sometimes, where I'm just like, you luckies. I feel like deprived is the word, and it's, you need to bring this up in therapy. Whew, I think this is really what's at the center of a lot of my bullshit. <laughs> Your bullshit. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> Oh no! Uh, it's been a while since we got a good one in. <laughs> Happy 2021! Uh, year of the pun. We've done it. We did it. All right. We did it. We've done it. Thank you all so much <laughs> for you your guys. wonderful slices of life. That was actually also, there was a lot of really personal yeah. family stories in this. And again, we thank you for sharing of yourself. Truly. And be yourself. Always. Unless um, you're not that cool. <laughs> Okay, stay sexy. <laughs> and don't get murdered. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Elvis, do you want a cookie?